Hey, it's James. I'm just jumping in here really quickly to give you a heads up that this is an abnormally long episode. It clocks in at just under two hours, which makes it our longest to date. Don't worry, though. It's not something we intend to make a habit out of. This session just went a little long the way a good Pathfinder session can sometimes. Our other episodes, they're much closer to that hour, hour and 15, hour and a half format that you've hopefully come to enjoy as much as we have. So maybe break this one up, listen to it over a couple commutes or do some extra errands. Regardless, I'm going to keep this intro short since we keep this episode long. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So I'm looking here at this gnome, Tristel Liendi, and I'm realizing that one of my glaring weaknesses as a GM is I'm horrible at coming up with names on the spot for characters, which is one of the things I'm really glad about in Paizo Adventures, because they are really super detailed and having like so much information on NPCs. And if I'm really prepared, they even have like suggested names for different ancestries or regions prepared in advance. But this did leave me wondering something. I didn't have to do this in this adventure, but for all four of you, how do you come up with your characters' names or how do you come up with fantasy or sci-fi genre names? Because for me, I have a trick that I want to talk about, but I want to kind of check in with the group. How do you come up with names or how did you come up with these characters' names? I think names are funny because I think some people are very, like they're very picky about their character names and some people are like, my guy's named Blue Stallion. And they're just like, yep, that's his name. I'm like very picky about my character names and I'll think about them for a long time. I don't really have a, like a system. Sometimes I'll like use Google and like look at like different thematic baby names or whatever, you yeah. know, cause that's like the only place that lists names. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I, I tend to have like nicknames for characters or like, you know, my character's last name is Fox, but he just goes by Fox, stuff like that. So where did you come up with Fox's name? Uh, I don't remember, to be honest. I was just, I think I was just searching around for names. I think I, I like certain, so like if you have like two syllables in your first name, you have mm-hmm. to, have, you can't have like a two syllable last name. It just has to flow well. I don't remember if there was like a specific, uh, like uh, inspiration though. I will say for Watson, um, I created this storm druid and my first thought was uh, in working with Jane on her character, she was creating an investigator. Uh, I was kind of making, maybe looking toward a sidekick. Mm. Obviously Watson is a sidekick. Uh, To who? um, Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, also I gave him two T's because he is a storm druid lightning. He uses a lot Watson, Uh, but also in, in, in dwarvish names like S-E-N or S-O-N means literally means like son of. Uh, so that you kind of worked together. Uh, Himmel is heaven or sky in German. Yeah. And Gale is like winds, which he uses a lot of lightning and wind based uh, spells. So Himmel Gale, Watson Himmel Gale was his kind of how I formed his name. That's a lot of thought in a name. Yeah, it's probably the most I've ever put into one. Yeah. 
Uh, I literally just steal names from whatever book I'm reading at the time. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> and so when we started doing this adventure, I was reading uh, Count of Monte Cristo. And it also sort of thematically fit because I feel like we've talked a lot about how this adventure has a little bit of like a post-revolution France vibe. Um, Count of uh-huh. Monte Cristo is set quite a while later after that. But um, yeah, there's a character in Count of Monte Cristo named Valentine, which I just thought was a cool name. And then the last name, so basically the, so her name is Valentine de Castel. Uh, the D apostrophe is kind of a reference to the guy who was also another Alexander Dumas character uh, who inspired D'Artagnan was apparently a real person. Uh, and he had kind of like, so I was like, oh, that naming convention is cool. And like you said, kind of like the way it all sounded, like yeah. sounded good to me. And then, but her real name Here's a little peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Her real name is Valentine de Monte, which is uh, the name of her mentor and patron, um, which means mantis mm. in French. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have a more complicated way of doing it. It's not unlike yours, uh, Trent. For this one, I'll say because it was a vampire type character, I, I used like online generators and then tweaked things. Um, I also like to do nicknames. Yeah. So like Dominius was Dom, Jugrid is Jug. I would accept a Dro for Drosharis. Um, but I normally f- come up with a couple of words like I had one character that his name was Black Dog in English, but if you like put it in German or whatever Russian or some other language that I used, it changed the name a little bit or changed the word to make it sound cooler. And then I eventually like worked that into his name and so I, I typically think of a couple words that come to mind with my character and then find other languages that have cool versions of that word and then yeah. make those the name. So like to that end the of like adding things together, it also it just reminded me that I meant to say last time when we were talking about our favorite characters we've ever created. I think I forgot to mention, but my favorite character that I ever was was in my Starfinder game and her name was Alaria Riker. And obviously Riker... Because I was watching Next Gen at the time. <laughs> Again, just stealing names from things that I watch and read. Um, but then Alaria was the same way. It meant protector of the stars. Nice. Did she always step over chairs before she sat in them? Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same as Jane. I just whole cloth steal stuff from whatever I'm watching or reading. And so I think I've played Delta Green with a couple of you. And my, my character's last name in that is literally the name of the guy who owns the fishing boat in Jaws. Quint. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, he's he's on a he's on a wild hunt of hunting that'll probably kill him. Yeah. And so, like, thank God once again, I've got names for NPCs here, or I would just be pulling stuff out of whatever I'm reading. There's always a part of me that wonders as I'm like playing a game if my players can tell what book I'm reading or show I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the names will just be straight out of it. <laughs> but you say yes. What was one that you can remember? I can't remember what we were playing. But it was something that was not at all thematically appropriate for this name because (laughs) (laughs) I think it must have been like D&D. It was. It was when we were playing our D&D game and we were in like the jungle in this like medieval fantasy setting and we're like talking to this goblin and we're like, what's your name? And James and I were watching the show Sex Education at the time. And he was like, my name is Otis. And I was like, that's what? Like, (laughs) like, you just took this off of the show we're watching and it doesn't even work. Yeah, Otis is a good name for a goblin. (laughs) Otis the goblin. 
I think that was probably one of the more obvious rips. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can talk about my favorite character that you've ever uh, helped me come up with was uh, I when I did the Urban Ranger. I said, I want to have a fence in the city, but I specifically want them to be the worst fence that has ever existed. And you gave him the name of uh, Slippery Pete. Because I think at the same, recently Amazon had just come out with like yeah. Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete. And so to be fair, that was that whole character was just whole cloth stolen. The name was Sneaky Pete, was Slippery Pete instead of Sneaky Pete. And every single one of his mannerisms was... Uh, Bobby Moynihan on SNL as the secondhand <laughs> news correspondent. Yeah. But I was just like, look over his shoulder. You, uh, you hear about this, uh, hear about this thing. And then he just like get some version of the news slightly wrong, which ended up making for a great NPC. Oh, it's a great character. And yeah. then like, I forget how it started, but eventually throughout the line, it became a running bit that like at the beginning of every interaction, he'd always ask like, Hey, uh, I got a guy who's interested in buying, like, can you, you heard for, you heard, I'm trying to get like, uh, like mason jars? Do you get any mason jars for sale? I need like four hundred mason jars. <laughs> You'd be like, I need uh, I need seven three legged cats. You know where I can find those? <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kind of became a whole thing where so I was like, you uh, you put the stuff going on up at the castle? My uh, no no look, my uh, my cousin's mother's next door neighbor, right? She's a cleaner up at the castle, and I hear, I hear that the queen. I hear that the queen is trying to disappear. And you're like, no, she, she, she killed someone. I, I, I think she disappeared. And like, <laughs> I just go as hard as I could into that. Like, I don't know. Just kind of like this. I, I don't know, guys. Ah. We, were, we were literally there. We saw that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm my, pretty sure she decatified them. You mean decapitated? I, I'm pretty sure she, she took the cat away. My other favorite NPC that you did, and I might have even already talked about this on this podcast. I don't even remember, but. It's just legendary in my mind is when James uh, was attacking us with an ogre and he named him John T. Ogerman Notary Public because <laughs> we were like, we want to know more about this ogre. Like, what does he do for a living? Like, who it's is an he? And he was like, his zombie. name is John T. Ogerman. He's a notary. <laughs> like it. I forgot Any about documents it. you have. You need to get out. Yeah. yeah. I think you were trying to say like, yeah, he's I want to say he's a lawyer, but like that's that's too much for an ogre. And we were like, well, what about a notary? Yeah, like, that seems like something. <laughs> and to be sure, John I fully believe that ogres can be whatever they set their minds Absolutely. to. Absolutely. <laughs> but this particular ogre and where he was at in his life just hadn't quite made it to uh, above the bar. He hadn't he hadn't really crossed across that bar. My next character will be a lawyer ogre. <laughs> I object. <laughs> you know, we talked about favorite characters, but I totally forgot about two that I'm well, one that I'm currently playing, Marty Bowman. Yeah, bad boy. And bad boy Marty Bowman oh, is probably Green. one of my favorite characters I've ever played. But also, um, the Kobliev's, me and Ryan's oh, cyberpunk characters yeah, were yeah. quite fun. Yeah, shout out here to other game systems we're not currently playing but might explore in future seasons. I met a lot of these folks. We got together online during COVID to play some cyberpunk red when that came out. And then we ended up morphing that same group into a Delta Green game with different characters, yeah, obviously. Yeah, with different characters. But that was a lot of fun. But it might be time for all of you to consider different characters, depending on how this After fight goes. That one was pretty good. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you. So I think <sighs> at the end of the last episode, I promised that I would show you all this. Let me, let me give you the description again of uh, this hulking creature that has hundreds of bloodshot eyes peeking out from under fleshy layers of skin, busting through the door. So let me show you this illustration here. 
Oh, uh, God. Oh, it's more red than I thought. Who wants to take a shot at describing this one for our listening audience? Uh, if there was a robe made of fleshy eyeball skin on a person. Okay. I'm not going to lie. There's definitely some dick imagery going on here. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. But oh, yeah? Because the eye is typically in like films, the vaginal imagery. Oh. I was going to say it, oh. it looks like a... Uh, uh, some sort of anatomy. It looks like a scrotum. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With, with a bunch of eyes. <laughs> a scrotum with, with a bunch of, of vagina eyes. <laughs> well, we're really just My a worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> really painting the picture here for the listeners. Yeah, that's a picture no one wants to see. <laughs> I hope you enjoy our podcast, Mom. <laughs> if she's still I'm listening. So sorry. I said vagina and scrotum. That's what those are technical terms. Yeah, yeah. Is technical the right word? Is that like medical? Scientific terms, yeah. Technically, it's a scrotum. Yeah, Yeah, I think technical is the right. Just kind of overarches like (laughs) it's where it's supposed to be. Technically. Well, speaking of putting things where they're supposed to be, double segue. <laughs> let's, uh, let's roll some initiative so I can get you in the right order. Okay. So let's talk through that a little bit. Drosharis, the way you set up at the end of the last fight, looking back at my notes from our last game, you had sort of prepared yourself to be ready. And as such, I'm going to call that scouting for the whole group. So everyone will get a plus one on their initiative. Um, I also get a plus two for Battlefield Surveyor. Yes. And then... Fox, if it's more appropriate, you are totally set up to take a stealth roll as initiative if you'd prefer that to perception. Sure. Because you did say you were kind of hiding around the corner, so that feels contextually right. So everyone go ahead, get those initiatives rolled with a plus one. And once you have it, kind of stick your hand up so I can call on you and know that we'll all be ready. A plus one for what I was doing? Yep, everyone gets a plus one because basically you were calling it and even your communication with Fox, so he's sort of setting the room up. All right. We'll do some clockwork stuff here. Let's start with Jason as Drosharis, or Dro. What's that initiative? 41. 41. That's good. I feel I, like Dro is like your rapper, alter ego, your side hustle. In, yeah, that's my name when we're in Soul Mama's dispensary. It's <laughs> Dro. Dro on the mic. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jared, what's Fox got for initiative? 29. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about Watson. How about, how about a 45? Nice. Oh, damn. All yeah. right. Valentine, what do you I thought I was gold? a badass with a 41 until I heard from Watson. Yeah. Drosharis, what were you rocking? 41 as 41. well? 41. Okay. What's your bonus? My bonus with those pluses or yeah. straight up? Bonus with your pluses. 27. 25. All right. So put Valentine first. So, Watson, here is the Delioski. You're all standing back in that room. Fox steps away from the door and into the corner and the door splinters open as this size-large creature, this hulking, eye-robed thing, opens the door. And as a matter of fact, as the door opens, you see that there are several eyes that have disconnected from its body and sort of moving ahead of it, flying around it, hovering what? into the room. No. I don't like that at all. No. Can we talk about how cool aberrations are? Especially for someone who likes to describe the most disgusting thing oh. in a game possible. Uh, okay. I think we're... I th- all right, I want to spend an action to attempt to gauge what this thing is. Oh, okay. So that's going to be a check. And specifically, I think this is going to be an occultism check. 
I am not trained in occultism. So do you want to retcon that? I'll allow you to sort of know what kind of check it would be before you commit the action. Okay. Kind. Yeah. So I will, I'll spend an action giving Fox guidance. Okay. Uh, assuming this is already going to turn into a fight, I will spend two actions casting chain lightning. Oh God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So talk me through chain lightning because for those of you who can't uh, see this, actually no, your perception, what's your what's your perception bonus? I think I know this off the top of my head. Uh, but mine I'm is 25. 25. Um, okay. So you aren't aware of any other creatures. You just see the big thing in the door. That's it. Do I think that these eyes are, would, would, count as other creatures does that make sense oh yeah so yes the floating eyes would be targetable by the cha- secondary parts of chain okay lightning. yeah that would that was his intent in, anyway for those of you who are listening that little conversation is because eyes the gm have already placed a couple other miniatures on the map that the players characters can't see but us sitting around the table totally can so chain lightning is a sixth level spell okay uh targets one creature plus any additional creatures after the initial hit are you just casting it at its original level not heightening it Yes. Okay. That's at sixth level. Let's see. That'll be a DC, right? It is a basic reflex save of uh, DC 37. Okay. 37? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens here. That's a pretty good roll. I'm going to be honest. Okay. So with that very good roll, that's going to come out to 39. Okay, it still takes half damage. Okay, and let me roll for... How many probes did I say there were? uh, It arcs to every creature within 30 feet, and then 30 feet of that target, and so on. How many times can it jump? Because there are six of these eyes floating around it. The chain ends if any one of the targets critically succeeds at its save. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get some of those rolls going. So, let me just... uh, So that's, a, that's a lot of die you're rolling that's, over there. That's a lot going on over there. Okay, I know what's going on. Okay, this is uh, 8d12, and you'll be taking half yes. or some of them or mm-hmm. all of them. They'll all be <laughs> half. Uh, no one critically succeeded, but they all succeeded. Full damage is 37. Okay, so have that for me, please, because I don't want to do math. 18. So the main bit of lightning... Does this, like, come out of a staff from your hand, just for my own vision? Well, let's see. Chain lightning is somatic and verbal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, from his hand. Okay. Why do I feel like that information was bad to give to him? All right. So, Trent, that was how much damage? It was 37 total, so it'd be 18. All right. So, 18 points of damage. This lightning arcs, you said it was from your hand? Yes. So it comes out, arcs from your hand, hits this fleshy giant creature, and as it does, the lightning jumps to each of the six floating eyes, and it hits each one, and they explode, just like, you know, horror movie-esque gore, exploding out of these eyes. You can see where they sort of glow from the center, and they start splitting as the lightning hits, and they just rupture. Disgusting. Eyeballs are nasty. And this creature just kind of looks at you. It's large, sing- like singular central eye underneath sort of these hoods of flesh folding down just sort of tracks over at you, the veins pulsing in it. I'm sorry. 
So that was first <laughs> two actions. You got one action left. What are you going to do? Oh, no. I used the first action to cast oh. Guidance on Fox. That's right. I wasn't paying attention. Well, now it's its turn. So I think it's just going to stride all the way up. Let me check that thing's speed. Yeah, that can go 25 feet towards you, Trent. And I think it's going to provoke an AO. Oh, actually, no. It just needs to go. Can you stop it uh, five feet earlier? It's got some nice reach oh, to no. it. But that will provoke an AOO from Fox, who also has Guidance. Which, are you going to go ahead and use that? Sure. Plus one on that attack as it strides Why past. Not? All right, that's good. That's uh, 30, 46. Oh, that's, that's going to be a hit. And let's see. We'll check this against your... So, no, it, it, it was aware of you. Your stealth was not good enough because your initiative was pretty low with your stealth. Yeah. All right. I would imagine a creature made of eyes has pretty good perception. Uh, it might. So it strides through and you hit it, but you don't crit. Okay. So it hadn't be that damage. Uh, 26. All right. Piercing damage. And I'd get additional damage if it was uh, undead, but it, is it not doesn't undead. appear to be oh. undead. You hit it and you don't know uh, what damage it does or doesn't do. All right. So, but you slice into it as it steps through. It kind of feels that, and it's going to throw a hit just with its hand. Its arm sort of stretches, and you like all those hanging folds of flesh on its arms kind of slowly grow taut as it stretches out almost like an accordion to just slam into you, Trent. All right, let's go ahead and roll this attack. V. Watson with a fist. All right, I don't love that, but that is going to have to do... That'll be a 36 to hit. That's a miss. Ooh. Oh, shit. So I imagine it... Bam! Slams into the wall, kind of above your head, and it's then going to whip around and throw a hand at uh, Fox now as well. This will be its second attack. Uh, that's not gonna be great, so that'll take that down. Math in my head. So it's gonna be thirty-one to hit Fox. That is a miss. And the fist just slams. I imagine like maps and bits of paper are flying where these fists are slamming out left to right. Valentine, your turn. Okay. Um, that means I have to do stuff, huh? Yeah, uh, on deck is Dro, and then a couple of other creatures that you as characters haven't seen. Let's see how far away is this guy. What was that? How far away is this guy? I believe that's within 30. 30 feet, okay, yeah. cool. So uh, Val is going to devise a stratagem against this guy. Okay. Uh, and kind of make him her focus. And then at with part of that is uh, she gets a free action to recall knowledge on this creature. Do you have that as an ability? I do. It's called Expeditious Inspection. Also, out of curiosity, are you using your gunslinger thing that allows you to draw both your weapons yes. and take a move action for free? Yes, indeed. Do you want to move <laughs> it all that. first? Uh, I... I just remembered you mentioning like your Yeah, I'm going to come episode. out around in front of the desk so I have a clearer shot to this thing. Okay. Um, and yes, well, I think she already said in the last one that she uh, ended on drawing her weapons out. Yeah, which I think you cited this ability in the last episode, which is why I had a note to, rem to remember that you explicitly declared using this at the beginning of combat. Yeah, so uh, when I devise a stratagem, I can, as a free action, recall knowledge on that subject. So Okay, so it's going to be in a, no, that's a, a secret role. What's your occult bonus? Oh, uh, plus 23. Plus 23, okay. Oh, I gotta check. That looks a. Uh... Oh shit! Is that the number I think it is? <laughs> nope, it's a two. Oh well, in that case, you're screwed. Look, a part of this number got scratched off, and I can't tell if it's this number or a very similar, different number. I meant two one T. 
That is how it's commonly said. <laughs> you don't say it too no, they're saying boo earns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's check this out. Gotta do some numbers off the top of my head. Do that plus that. What's your bonus again, Jane? Plus 23. To occultism? Only plus 23? Mm-hmm. Okay, you do not know what this thing is. Really? Let me just double check. Yeah, that sounds wrong, right? It does. That doesn't. That just doesn't seem like what should happen right now. Oh, plus twenty-three. Yeah, you know what this thing is. <laughs> Look, I may have just added thirteen instead of twenty-three. It's a very different number. I think our uh, next podcast needs to be a math workshop for all of us. We better find a, someone else to host that shit because we don't yeah. seem to be. Can we get your brother-in-law in here? He's so good at mental math mm-hmm. because he did some sort of like training program Korean math training program as a child and I swear like he'll be like what's 8% of 2338 and he'll just like whip it out yeah it's ridiculous so you have heard of this creature before this is something they're extremely rare and knowledge of them at all is hard to come by they're called Hayakume and they are aberrations known sometimes by another term of memory thief. That That doesn't sound good. So you get to know one piece of useful information. What would you like to know? And once again, if you ask something that there's no information on, I'll potentially kind of try to give you something else that's useful instead. I would like to know what it's weak to. All right. Uh, It has no weaknesses. Would you like to do something else instead? I can give you its weakest saves. Uh, yeah, let's go with weakest saves. So its fortitude is its weakest save, but it does gain explicit bonus versus magic. Gotcha. Bonus to saves uh, versus magic. So quick question, if any of you guys remember, that thing we fought in the fake building, you know, like when we went into that trap in one of the first episodes? The crab mask? mask. Yeah. Was that like an aberration also? The thing that the mask was on or the mask itself? Ah, the thing the mask was on? Yeah. Was a weird humanoid of a sort. It's just like, it just seems weird that there's all of these, these strange kind bl- of like strange monsters showing up. Monsters. A lot of aberrations. Yeah. Anyway. So that's your first action. You've recalled okay. knowledge. And keep in mind, every time you devise a stratagem, you can attempt again to continue to gain more information. And I'll allow yeah. that to be specific stuff, like what's its AC? How many hit points does it have left? Things gotcha. like that. Okay, cool. So she has devised a stratagem. She recalled knowledge. Have you rolled your free d20? My free d20? Yeah, but don't you when you devise a stratagem, you roll a d20, and if you attack that creature, that's the die roll you'll use? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I will. I will take that. Um, So, yeah, so she's going to shoot at it. And so your first attack when I'll use this not this die roll, right? Yes, but she is going to use her bullet split ability to whip her dagger up in front of the gun and shoot at it to try to shoot the body of the monster in one of the eyes. Oh, all the eyes are gone. All oh, six all are the split. eyes are gone. Yeah, the chain lightning took all of them out. Yuck. Okay, then she's not going to bullet split anything. She's just going to use this stratagem roll, mm-hmm. uh, and that'll be a 39 to hit. That's going to hit. Nice. So you hit it with a bullet, so it hits automatically. Yes. And now you'll do all your, pers- what, precision damage and everything? How much yeah, damage is that? Yeah, that's 29 points of damage. Jesus. Okay, I don't love that. That wasn't even a good roll. Uh, you have an action left? Yeah, uh, she's going to reload her gun. Okay, that makes it Drosharis' turn. 
You said 29 points of damage? Yes. I'll take a five-foot step up. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a bite at this guy first. Oh, you're going to try to bite this fleshy weird thing? Yes. It's such a nice sound. It rolls down and dings into the metal cup. 42? 42 is a hit. Okay. You are not current. Well, yeah, you are not getting. It's not flat footed for any reason right now. 14 points of damage? Yeah. Okay. It's grappled. Oh. Because okay. I got my mouth on it. Does it, is that an automatic thing? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, let me check. Because I think. Oh, if, you have to succeed a fortitude save. Oh, no. And. Oh, God. Slowed. So many rules. Here. I don't think so. If it has the grab feature, it just means that you can make a grab with your mouth weapon. You don't That's have to have what a free I want. Hand. I want to grab him. Oh, so th so instead of a t so that'll be an athletics check, then not an attack roll. You can't you can't grab him once you attack. No. With your mouth. Not unless it has an ability that, that lets you like have grab as a damage type for the mouth. Most likely, it just gives you a bite attack, which has the trait grab, meaning you can grab someone with that weapon. So you oh, wouldn't yeah. have to have a free hand. Use it with an athletic athletic skill. Yeah. Can I just use yep. it and say it's athletics? That is totally fine. All right. So what's that total? And this is going to be against its fortitude DC, which is this same. weakened save, which I just established. Same. So what was the total? 41. 41? Okay. So that's not a crit, but its fortitude save is pretty low. So it is grabbed. Okay. So it's now, it is now flat-footed. Okay. So with my last action, I'm going to use advantageous assault. Okay. So you move, you grab it in your mouth. This... Keep on, you're still like an old man, guys, uh -huh. right? So you're just like, the veil just shifts slightly off the lower half of your mouth as this old man lurches forward and just sinks his teeth into this creature. And then takes his sword cane out and just tries to right up underneath it. Where That's he's right, because you established that you took your sword cane out at mm -hmm. the end of the last session. I have quick draw, too, so oh, it doesn't really matter. Perfect. God, quick draw is such a good feat. Such a good um, Interesting note, quick draw, unlike older versions of Pathfinder, in which quick draw lets you draw something as a free action, in second edition, Quick draw allows you to draw a weapon as a part of an attack. So you can't preemptively draw something, but as a part of an attack, the weapon comes out. Super useful. Or you can change your grip on a weapon as a part of an attack. So this will be your second attack bonus. What's that to hit? Um, sorry. You good. 27. Total? No, plus 27. Oh, God. I was like, all right, 27 yards in this. Um, 40. Uh, that's going to be a hit. Okay. And it's against this flat-footed thing. And with advantageous, you get... Just read the ability. When an enemy movement is compromised, you deliver a more deadly blow. Mm -hmm. Make a strike against a creature that is grab-prone or restrained. Sure. You gain a circumstance bonus to the damage on this strike equal to the number... Oh, so it was a, it was a bonus to hit, essentially. Oh, it's a bonus to hit? That's what it seems like. How you read it? When does it use, I thought you said circumstance bonus to damage. That's what I thought too. Well, go ahead and read it out. I think it's equal to, equal to the number of weapon damage. You gain dice. a circumstance bonus to damage on the strike equal to the number of weapon damage dice. So, like your striking runes, how many dice of damage do you have on this weapon? Is it two, like two d eight? It's three. Three d eight. So you gain three plus three. No, you'll gain an extra three points of damage. Yeah. Okay. Right, but that's what the end. Three, it was three, it's 3d6 damage, so I'll gain an extra. Yeah, so, so it'll be 3d6 plus 16 now instead of 13. That's right. exactly Perfect. correct. Thank you for working that out. 
yeah, it's not a huge bonus, but that is a notable bonus. I mean, any damage is more damage. And of course, if you crit, that gets doubled as well. Ooh, 27. Well yeah, see, that's pretty good. And that's it. And he's still grabbed by my mouth. Wow, my so mouth. Like, you've my already mouth. started taking chunks out of this thing. All right, now we're going to come into play with these other creatures. So all of a sudden, kind of coming out of the shadows, you see the described guys of the gray gardeners, the tri-cornered hats, like the gray masks covering the lower half of their face, the gray cloaks. As one comes around the corner right next to Fox, uh, the one here on my side, Trent, thank you. Oh, Comes great. through the door over there to Fox, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a little bit of fun here. We'll see. So it has already taken an action sort of off screen, if you will, to do something. And it then comes through and attacks Fox. So it's going to stab out at Fox with the Kukri. Because it's coming around the corner, you will have cover. So go ahead and give yourself two, increase your AC by two. Okay. But you're also going to be flat footed to it. So it's just going to be a flat. Your AC is going to be your normal number, basically. Okay. Oh, that's not a great roll. I don't love that. So how do you feel about 35 to hit? That's a miss. Damn it, that would have been so huge. Okay, that's its turn. The other one's going to do the same thing. It's going to move up, but it's going to move into range so that it's adjacent to Fox. All right, Fox, because you haven't acted, you are flat-footed to it, but you don't gain the cover this time. Do I get an attack of opportunity? Uh, you are flat-footed to these creatures. So no. Uh, no, you would, but you've already taken your AOO this turn. Mm. Okay. Because you've used your reaction. Got it, got what, it, got Didn't you hit the big hulking yes, you're right. flesh thing? So this time you are flat-footed, but you don't have cover, so AC minus two. Oh, that went off the table. All right, what do we got? Natural one. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Buddy. Okay, that's like a card. That. All right, so let's go ahead and draw out a critical fumble card here for this creature. Would have been really cool to use its poisoned blade I against disagree. you. I I don't no, think no. that would be cool at all. It's going to be cool be when really we pick it up off of them in their uniforms when they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> now we just go into the party. We are great we gardeners great outfits. here to murder. <laughs> Tell me when to stop shuffling. Are they great gardeners? They are in the great gardener outfits, oh yes. Oh gosh, I missed that somehow. Stop. All don't, right. Don't burn them. We need their clothes. <laughs> so this is a melee attack. Oh, shit. All or nothing. This creature will have a minus one circumstance penalty to attack rolls until it scores a critical hit again. Oh, wow. Good. A what? A minus what? A minus one on all of its attacks until it scores a critical hit. Do me a favor, one of you, and keep me honest about that, because I will totally forget that. I'll that doesn't do even best. say, like, this combat. Imagine if you just, like, drew that and you just <laughs> had a ho horrible time trying to crit again, yeah, you know? Like with Jane's dice luck? Yeah, you just spend, like, Rude. seven combats not... You know, with a minus one, that's awful. You know what? I don't appreciate that. I'm not the one who just rolled a natural one. He's that's not true. lying. Though. That's true. I'm just going to say that. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, I literally bought this dice tower to go at this table. One, because it looks cool and it's fun. <laughs> but two, because one of the groups that we all played board games with and cooperatively kept getting screwed over by Jane's dice luck so much <laughs> that we insisted she use a dice tower when she rolled because we all, you know, superstitiously believed that somehow... The longer time between her hand touching the die and seeing the result improve the die roll. I will say most of today I've been using this app that Trent referred me to and my rolls have been much better. Oh, I was going to say, are you, are you blaming me? Yeah, it's oh, all okay. your fault. <laughs> all right. I say, if you wanted to use the dice tower, it's on the wrong side. 
Oh yeah, but now I'm the GM, so this is not a cooperative. We're not playing Kingdom no Death right now, in which I need her to roll well. I'm the GM. I'm fine with her tanking her rolls. I'm cool with it being there too. It's kind of nice. All right, but it's uh, it's Fox's turn now. So these two, yeah, these two gray all right. garden uh, gray gardeners have come in, and I think I've shared with you all sort of illustrations of what they looked like before. But I'll show you again. Here's two gray gardeners confronting a character in this piece of art. So you can kind of mm. get they look a little colonial. Yeah. Sort of French colonial mix. I always forget what her name is. The the, the iconic. iconic rogue. Marizial. Is it? Yeah, yeah, I played, played in the, in, yeah, the, yeah, the starter pack. test one we did. And you also play her at one of the conventions? Yep. Cool. All right, Fox, what are you doing? Oh, man. Do I split? Do I, I mean, should we focus fire? Should I split? I think he's going to take a step diagonally backwards. So you're just going to take the step action? Guard yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. All right. So you're going to step sort of, uh, yeah, there we go. So you take that step back, create the distance. Now, can I still attack one of the Grey Gardeners? Yes, you have reach, correct? Yes. Yeah, 100%. It's just yeah, a... remember, reach is full square, so the, even at the corners, it fully extends okay, into that's it. Right. Uh, I'm going to go for the Gardener, um, the one Not closest me. to me. Gardener number two. Okay. Rolling. I'll say while you're rolling that, we've been playing online on Fantasy Grounds for a bit, and it keeps cracking me up because it will auto-number creatures. But it means that something will come in and the players will be like, why does it say skeleton number seven? Yeah. <laughs> this is only the second skeleton. We've only seen two, but it's number seven. What's going on? How's a uh, 49? Holy oh, shit. That'll do. Uh, let me check here. Yeah, that's a critical hit. Yeah. Going after those gardeners. Get them. Right. This is going to take me a minute to do math, so, so bear with me. So how about that weather? Actually, it's kind of gray mm. outside, much yeah. like these gardeners. A little but bit um, uh, dreary out there today. Look, there's a lot of math. There's, there's critical math going on over there. We have to fill. 52 damage. Holy Whoa. shit. And? And a polearms crit. Do you get your crit specializations as no. a magus? Okay. Nope, nope, nope. I was about to say, this is one of the few that I know off the top of my head and can just pull out ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> what are they? Are they trip? Is a trip on uh, No, polearms are reposition. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really... I actually had a player in another game do a full, like, shield wall. Someone charged in, he hit them with a crit, and then pushed them back enough where they had to take another action to move that's and close the distance mm -hmm. and reduce the total attacks that turn. I love that. Uh, we're going to go again. Yeah, Let's follow try. Up. Keep doing it till it don't work no more. How about a 35? Oh, that's just a miss. So we're between 35 and 40? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trent's starting to zero in. Mm -hmm. Do some With math. With 49 being a crit. Oh, yeah. And that's my three actions. All right, move, attack, attack. We're back up to Watson. Beginning of round two. Watson will spend an action putting mm -hmm. guidance on Val. Sure. Sweet. That he gives me a plus one. Yes. A plus one once on an attack or a save or a skill check. And you do have to declare it before you roll it. Cool. Uh, he will spend two actions casting Hydraulic mm -hmm. Torrent. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Are you going to illegally download a Hydrant? I am. Uh, I would write Hydraulic Fluid comes out of his hands. No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
A swirling torrent of water manifests along a straight line. Oh, 60 oh, feet long. They all are in a, in a single line right now, aren't they? They indeed are. God. Battering those along <laughs> so its path. So it's like you have a fire hose, like. <laughs> pretty much right out of his hand, Do yeah. Do you remember that scene from Avengers where those, like, they're all lining up, and he's like, well, they're excited. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> uh, it just so happens to be a fortitude save. Oh. Yeah, I guess hopefully Valentine found a way to share that information in game. They are weak of fortitude. They, they have no fortitude. Oh yes, it's your fortitude. Oh, yes, oh, yes, sad okay. little weaklings. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a spell, though. This is it magic. Is a, I need a fortitude save DC thirty-seven. Okay, so let me do some math here. All right, got a good bonus on this because it's an extra bonus against magic. Oh shit. Um. Okay. Okay. So that's gonna come out to thirty. 30, oh geez, math, 39. Success. Uh, so they're not knocked back. On the first one. Let me do the next two because it hits okay. everyone in the line, right? Okay, yep. Just move down. These things are, uh, that's a natural 20, so that's a crit success. And then, oh, it's still a pretty good roll, so that's going to come out to 30, oh yeah, also 39. Well, that sounds like a lot of bullshit to so me. Two, so, the, <laughs> so the front and the back save, the middle crit saves. Okay. Uh, they're not pushed back. Sure. But I assume they take half damage. Yes. 8d6 bludgeoning. Oh, damn. There's the bludgeoning damage. 29 for full. Okay. So it'd be 14 for half. Sure. I believe you. <laughs> I'd never know. <laughs> My phone's over here running Sirenscape, so I can't pull up the calculator, to, so I'm just going to trust you. I'm sure. What's the worst that could what's what's the worst that could happen? Alright, so you do that, you get guidance off, you water just comes flying out of the shop. You're in a map shop, so it's really nice how it's going out the door and not just soaking in this woman's I'm life sorry work. If I've destroyed your maps. I'm doing everything I can here. Now it's this giant creature's turn. Um yeah, I think it's gonna do that. Did take that, so it's gonna be a bit of a thing, but let's let's go ahead and try for it. Um I'm going to need some saves from everyone. Is it Well, first, it begins casting a spell. So this giant hulking uh, Hayakume is going to start casting a spell, which will provoke AOOs from those next to it. Yes. And I feel like I've done this in every fight we've had in the podcast so far. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast spells. They're not going to crit and prevent me, right? Let's see what happens. I'm taking that because it didn't go in. There. 41. That's some shit. That's a hit, but it's not a crit, so okay. you don't disrupt. So that's a hit. And Jason, what are you rocking on that AOO there? 30. Oh, wait a second. Uh, it's flat-footed because of the grab, so let me adjust that. So what was your hit, Jared? 41. Not a crit, definitely a hit, though. Yeah. 34. Uh, that's a miss. Okay. Okay, so go ahead and roll your damage, but you don't disrupt its spellcasting. I got 30 damage. That's pretty solid. Okay. So now I'm going to need will saves from everyone, but let me go ahead and just double check the wording on this spell because I think all of you do get a plus four on this because it has displayed hostile actions towards you. Yeah, so you'll get a, all of you will get a plus four on this, but it is a will save across the board. A plus four? Plus four. It, you have, it has taken hostile actions against you. So you get a plus four on the save. So let's start. Jason, what'd you get on that save, that will save? 39. That's uh even with the plus four. Yeah, because I roll I rolled 
fairly low. I, let's see, 28 plus 8. Okay. So what is that? 36? Sure, I don't know math. Yeah, 36. Oh. All right. So 40. I don't know if it makes a difference. Oh, wait a second. I will say this is an incapacitation effect. So all of you will improve the quality of your save by one. So your failure becomes a success. What did you get, Jared? Uh, 47. So that becomes a critical success, Trent. 43. Critical success. Is this something that tries one. to uh, control your mind? Yeah, this is a mental mind controlling effect. Okay. So 38. So that's a failure, but it becomes a critical success because it's an in- incapacitation. Anything tied with incapacitation, essentially the way it works is there's a, there's a mechanism to figure out the value, but essentially if it's something that's equal to your level or weaker, your result counts as one threshold better. If it's a higher level, so like from a big creature or a boss, it's then at full value. But these are such a powerful thing that if just like a lower level creature tries to hit you with it, you do better against it. This is that effect. This is the spell Charm. And it's uh, heightened, so it affects everyone, and anyone who's anyone who fails it would suffer these abilities till the next time they fully rest. However, we have critical successes everywhere, except for those of you who just failed and became a success. So for the crit success, don't worry about it. You are unaffected, and you are aware that it tried to charm you. For those of you who are just who just succeeded, uh, you don't realize that it tried to charm you. But, but I'm not charmed. But you're not charmed. That's the only thing. So that's its whole... Well, that's two Sound actions. Sound like its leg. <laughs> you're like, nothing about this is charming. Uh, it just attempted to seduce us. <laughs> yeah, so Himmelgale and... Where did it go? Who else, who else critically succeeded? Fox. Fox and Himmelgale recognized that it attempted a charm effect. Seeing that it failed, it is going to try to smack you, Dro Sharish, because you're grabbing it with its mouth and it doesn't like that. So it's going to smash out at you with its fist... Jesus. This thing's it's really excited. Alright, uh, that's not as high as I would want it to be, so that's going to come out to 35 to hit. That's a miss. Yeah, that's its whole turn then. Tries to cast a spell, charms you all, takes an AOO, fails to do anything with it. Let's go ahead and move that on down to Valentine. It's your turn, and you're rocking a guidance bonus. Right, rocking a guidance bonus. Okay, oh, yeah. going to devise a stratagem once again against the monster. Would you like to roll an attempt to recall knowledge on it again? Yes. All right, I'll go ahead and do that for you. What's your bonus on occultism? Uh, plus 23. Okay, so you are going to learn something about this. Okay. Uh, Wait a I, second. Oh. You may not. I forgot this thing is really difficult to identify. It's my favorite song. Thank you. Uh, so no, you actually, you don't get any new info on this one. No new info. Okay. Um, and what was your die? What's the number my, on your die? Yes, your... I did roll my stratagem die and I'm going to take that roll and attack this thing. What is the die roll? It's a 12 Cool. for a total of... You taking the plus one from guidance as well? Not yet. You have to declare it before. Yeah, I don't oh. want to take it yet. Oh, got it. No, it does go away at the end of the turn. I know. All right. <laughs> Look, self-proclaimed has never played Pathfinder. <laughs> Don't help me. It's a 41. Sure. To hit this yeah, thing. Uh, I'm going to assume that works. That does hit, yeah. Because it is, it, it is flat-footed right now because of the grab. Okay. Thanks, Drow. Thanks, Drow. Drow. 26 wow. points of damage. Cool. And then... Next right. move. Well, hold on. I can do another thing because okay. I have. Uh, 
You've got one action left. <laughs> yes, I know. And I had both of my weapons drawn because that's what I do. Uh-huh. And uh, so I'm going to throw my dagger at the Grey Gardener closest to me. Sure. Uh, it will get cover because it's behind this hulking creature. Okay, and I would like to declare that I am using my guidance on this to okay. hit. All right. Okay, I've got the AC with its cover because it just has what I refer to as shit cover, as just cover from an intervening creature, which is plus one to its AC. That's a 40. That's going to hit. Nice. This is the gardener that's already been smacked a couple of times. Yeah. What's the damage from that thing? The damage is 17 points of damage. All right. Wow. Yeah. And so you just sink, you leave your dagger sunk into that thing? Um, actually, you'll notice that as the dagger sinks into this gardener's, like, chest, it then shoots back into Val's hand. A returning rune. Fascinating. That's very cool. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dro, it's your turn. All right. Um, he is still grabbed by my mouth. That's correct. So I will do this little special ability I have called Dazing Blow. Okay. Dazing blow, uh, you pommel a held bow, hoping to stagger them. Make a melee strike against a creature that you have grabbed. The weapon damage from this strike is bludgeoning. If the strike hits, the creature must attempt a fortitude save, or they are incapacitated. Oh, shit. What's the fortitude save against? 35. Okay. You're all really targeting fortitude ever since you got that info. It's almost like well, that's okay. how you play the game. No, I love it. It's <laughs> part of the reason I like recall knowledge. Are you th- turning a patch in for, for a reroll? Yeah. All right, what do you got? Dun, dun, dun. 40. 40 against its AC? Just to hit, yeah. That hits. All right, so now you have to succeed at a fortitude save. DC 35? DC 35. All right. Ooh, not as high as I wanted it to be. Do you still get bludgeoning damage? Yeah, I'll do the bludgeoning damage in a minute. Okay, so its total result is 34. That's a fail. So I will tell you that you are stunned for two rounds. Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Stunned two. Sorry. Yeah. Two. So let's talk through stunned a little bit for our listening audience and me. Stunned means you can't act. A stunned value indicates how many total actions you lose. Each time you regain actions, reduce the number. So... Next turn, it'll only get one action. The turn after that, it'll get two actions. And the turn after that, it'll be back to its full allotment of actions. Huge. Nice. Huge. That's crazy. Good good use of a, a hero patch on that one. Let me look, note Maybe down deserving of another patch? Uh-huh. Oh, God. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, are getting close to the challenge rule there. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Which um, I guess no, I just I, got I talked into. I the challenge rule. That's right. Two, two, two uses. consecutives that win. All right, so I'm going to second like action. I'm going to make that three. If you make three consecutive uses of a hero patch that turn a failure into a success can get you a hero, a hero patch back. 43 to hit. Oh, sorry, I need to give you bludgeoning yeah, damage. Yeah, give me some bludgeoning damage, and then that 43 will hit for your second attack. Is that, uh, does that strike a two-action hit to nope. attack with that? That's still just... Dazing blow is one action. Fighters rock in second so edition. Much. That's why it's hard not to play one. It's true. Yeah. Um, so 23 bludgeoning on the first one. Jesus. Okay. 24 slashing on that one. And uh, I'll swing again. So you were putting like just the hurt into this thing. It's not looking good. 
36. That, because you have it grabbed, hits. That's right, son. God! This guy. This is not going how I thought it would. 25. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. It's whatever. <laughs> and us. Do I have to spend an action to continue my hold? Oh, God, I can never remember. Because I'm okay with letting it go because he's not moving. I, I know for monsters, so I think the rules would be the same. That, yeah, like, yeah, if you don't sort of take another action to continue the grab or do something with the grab, then I think it releases. Yeah, it. so he's stunned, so I'll I'll let go of it. And... Yeah, so it's no longer flat-footed to everyone else. I'll double-check that uh, when it's not my turn. But or it's Can you actually... you got a core rule book right there. I do. I don't know where the rule it is, or if you, this might be a bit more of an Archives of Nethys sort of check. But it should like, be in Grapple. Grabbed is what it is, and it now grapples a thing in the old editions. But yeah, I couldn't look up grab and see if or when grab expires, because I can never freaking remember. All right, but it is Assassin 1's turn. So it's going to take a step. Oh, I've already said you can't five-foot step around that corner. Um, so it'll move the opposite direction. It'll snake in and go after Watson down the back. Uh, it'll take difficult terrain going over. It'll go through its, through its ally to show up next to Watson. So that's one move. It's now going to use a special ability called Instant Opening, which allows it to make you flat-footed with no check or save, well, I don't but like it costs that. an action. So it'll run up, it'll make you flat-footed, and it'll then strike with its kukri. Let's go ahead and see if this does better. I'm using these dice all day, hoping they're going to hit for me. That's pretty good, though. 39 Watson against flat-footed? Unfortunately, that is a hit. All right, I'm going to need so many dice. So a we're going we're gonna to play out some things here at this point. So first off, let's go ahead and just do some basic damage. Wow. Those are, those are two ones. That's six points of damage. Snake eyes. <laughs> but we're then going to do its sneak attack damage. Okay. Oh, so that's 10, 17. All right, so then that's 23 points of sneak attack damage. Ow. And now I'm going to need a fortitude saving throw. Not my best, but uh, not terrible. Not my worst either. Let's see what you got. Uh, pardon me. Yeah, what's up? Did he move within my range? No, he moved just straight down the yeah. end. Okay, away um, from you. Pardon me. Did yeah. he move by me? Is this the guy that has a minus one on everything? No, that's the other guy. Yeah. Okay. It is number two. Don't He's closer. forget about Thank you. That's a good call. That is a 37. God damn it. You're fine. Yes. This really well, awesome. That's what Watson does. And go, yes. <laughs> this really, really awesome poison that I bookmarked. Oh, oh, is that a poison effect? Yeah. Do you have a bonus against that? Oh, yeah, I do. Add another eight on top of that. Oh, eight? my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, where does that come from? Let's see. He's just been <laughs> secretly dosing himself for years with poisons it and he's a badass. I don't remember. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. He succeeded before that ridiculously broken Yeah, bonus. but now he might crit succeed, yeah? It does not matter in this oh, okay. case. It would matter if he was already poisoned on a recovery save. That's fair. But he's just not poisoned, which, let me tell you, this poison is good for you. What'd you find over there on grab, grappled? Uh, it's until the end of your next turn. Okay. So I would assume to maintain it, you have to take an action, which I didn't. Now that I, now that I have a little information on from GMing, any uh, any action that sort of is built on grabs, like constrict, does mm -hmm. extend grab. Okay. So if you have anything around there that would do that, that would extend it, but otherwise, no. Cool. So that's what keeps that going forward. Ah, it that, is a uh, racial trait. 
plus eight? Strong-blooded dwarf. Oh, yeah. Oh, Your that's a high level. hardy one. and strong, and you can shake off toxins. Yeah, it gets better as you get older, I think. Oh, that's super and cool. And he's like Badass. 480, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's what it is. <laughs> so this is the assassin that is, uh, that has the minus one. So it's going to take a step action to close in on Fox because it's seen the AOO, so it knows yep. that these are intelligent creatures. So it'll step in to duck that AOO, and it's going to then use instant opening to forcibly make you flat-footed to it. Okay. You get no save, but it does take just it's an action economy drain on me, and it'll take an attack with a minus one against you. Okay, that's not my favorite thing, but that's going to come out to 38. That's it. Ooh, yeah. All right, so as I said before, we're going to go through a couple of things here. Standard damage is it's going to be... It's going to be... Uh, going back, check, double check. Okay, that's going to be 13 points of damage from the weapon. Let's go ahead and do some sneak attack. Oh, that's what I like to see. It's 12, 17, 19, 22 points of sneak attack damage. And then give me a fortitude saving throw. Let's see what you got. Oh, that is plus 28. That's 35. Yeah, that's, just, that's you save. This is really cool poison. Yeah. Okay. So okay. 22. No one cares, Sorry. James. <laughs> get your stupid poison out of here. No, uh, yeah, on top of Watch. the normal damage. Yep. All right, that's its whole turn between the step, the opening, the attack. And now box. Oh, I will say these creatures have the same stat line as uh, Zentaya from a couple of an episode or two ago. Yeah. Oh, Zendaya's okay. really killing it. Mm-hmm. She's in so many things these days. Mm-hmm. All right, Fox, it's your turn. Well, uh, let's fight back. I'm going to try and take it to this great gardener. All right. Let's go. Mm, not a great roll. That's a 34. That's a miss. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, let's do... Let's try it one more time. That was a really bad roll, so... All right. Not much better. To a 31. That's still a miss. You got one action left, though. All right. He's, uh, Fox is going to take two steps back next to Drushar's. Okay. So just a stride action to get back. Yep. Cool. So you move back. Your back's kind of against this wall pillar. Uh, this like little shelf along the wall with all these maps on it. And you're set up there. Top of the order. Are you using me as a shield? No, I no, no. shield right I got to move more than five feet away so that oh, I okay. can get an That's AOL. Fair. That's uh, fair. Watson, your turn. Watson doesn't like having a creature right next to him. What? So he's going to uh, kind of uh, grab the staff in his hands, sure. shift his feet a little bit. Go on. Uh, with telluric power. I'm sorry, what? Gain bonus damage equal to weapon damage dice if you are both standing on the same stone or earth surface. Does that count? Uh, yeah. Stone floor? Yep. Did you say turmeric powder? Turmeric powder. <laughs> I activate my turmeric power. My gold bond. <laughs> I only have powder. This episode brought to you by gold bond. <laughs> and turmeric. Oh, and the letter T. Uh, he's just going to swing at this thing with his staff. Oh, okay. That is a 39. That'll that's going to be a hit. Yeah. A big stinking hit. And obviously it's a staff, so it's not a ton of damage, but. I don't know. Maybe you have like an explosive rune on there or something. 
That's not 18 bludgeoning damage. Sure. Uh, that ain't nothing. Uh, there's also something on this staff. It is oh. a what? shock spell storing yes. staff. Oh, God. Sweet. What spell do you have stored in there? <laughs> uh, shock greater. Mm. Uh, an extra 1d6 electricity on hit. Nice. How about two more damage? Darn right. And do you have a spell stored in there right now? Yes. Oh, yes. And are you oh, releasing yes. it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we're hang on. Hang on. Da, da, da. Did you ever use... No, it's literally just um, shock greater. Oh, you have the spell Electri- shock in there? No, uh, it's, it is a it is a rune. Sure. But don't you also have spell storing on there? Did you oh, say I that? Do. Do you and you I, to be fair, I'm not actually sure which one I stored in here. Okay. Well, that's because you're old. Yeah, I'm far too old to recall. <laughs> I love the idea that you don't know what spell you have stored there. You just smack someone and it's like uh, heal at level eight. I thought I had it <laughs> right. in, in Hero Lab, but I don't actually see I don't actually see it on here. So let's just say that you don't release the spell stored in it right now while you look through your spell list and figure out what you would have stored in there. Sure. Alright. So Watson, that's one action to attack. You've got two actions left. What's it gonna be? Oh, he's just going to keep wailing on this guy. Uh, All I can think is, uh, what's the like bad lip reading video with Yoda when he's just smacking R2 with the stick? That's a 40. Jeez, yeah, that's a hit. Oh, wait. Cool. Sorry. Second attack. 39. Yeah, it's still a hit. Okay. Uh, which is the same. Really pumping Drill Shires up. Kicking ass over there. Yeah, the two of you are doing well. You go, old man. I don't like him being so close. <laughs> Face tanking as a druid. <laughs> He's so creepy. That's a 16. Yeah, that's that's a hit. I mean, that's 16 damage. Plus one. Seven. So 17. One of shocking. I mean, that's useful for me in case it triggers any weaknesses or vulnerabilities. Uh, and he's going to swing again. All right, third attack. Oh, that's going to be a miss. That is a 19. Total? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's really a miss. That's a critical miss, if it matters. Okay, so that makes it this giant thing's turn. It only has one action this turn, because it's stunned too. So it's just going to slam a fist right into the creature that grabbed it, Drosharis, because it's not super stoked about that. Oh. Shit. I think it's a miss. Like, hot take. Uh, How do you feel uh, about 33 to hit? Miss. Sorry, 32. Miss. Still a miss, even though it's lower? Yes. Okay. Actually, yes. That's its, uh, <laughs> that's its whole turn, because it's stunned, too. Hell yes. yes. God, that's frustrating. That's great. Valentine, your turn. Okay. Now it's stunned one. Stunned one. What are you going right. to do? You've got an unloaded pistol? Yes. First and foremost, I'm going to reload. Okay. Uh, it's been an action to do that. Then I'm going to devise a stratagem against the Grey Gardener next to Watson. Okay. Um, and I would like to do my free recall knowledge on that guy. That'll be a society check. Okie dokie. What's your society, what's your society bonus? Plus 29. Yeah, you know a lot about this creature. Okay. So how many check. things can I ask you? I think it's still going to be one, but I will double check. Oh, no, actually, these are, these are rare. So... Yeah, one thing. Okay. Um, I would like to know what kind of poison is on their blade. All right. So something in the air, the way it smells, the way it looks, you recognize what is known as shadow essence poison. 
Good to know. Okay. Yeah. Do I know? <laughs> Are you going to tell me what it does? Sure. So Shadow Essence Poison <laughs> is a DC, unfortunately for me, 29 fortitude saving throw. And basically each round it does, if it hits you in stage one, each turn it does 3d6 negative damage and 2d6 poison damage every turn for up to six turns. And if you fail at higher levels, like at stage two, it can deal 3d6 plus 2d6 again and also make you enfeebled. And then it can also do that same damage and make you more enfeebled. Gross. So 5d6 worth of damage every turn plus enfeebling. Okay. So are you so just contracted good. that? Is that what you just... Or no, you I just, just wanted to know about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, I just recalled it. the knowledge good, on good, it. Good, good. And what was your d20 roll? Uh, I have not done it yet. Technically, that's public knowledge. No. So as a GM, I get to know. If- oh, okay. Uh, two things. I am going to use this die roll on the stratagem I just did. I am also going to enact my drifter's juke. So I'm going to walk up to that great gardener and uh, I'm going to stab it. Drifter's Juke is two actions, right? I think it's just one. We double check that. I thought it was two. Yeah. Because you took an action reload, an action recall knowledge. We have okay, one action Okay, then I'm left. just going to stay where I'm at mm-hmm. back there because I think it is two actions. Got so two many actions. Abilities. Yeah, okay. So I'm actually not going to walk up there. I'm just going to stay back where I was. Mm-hmm. But I will indeed use this... Uh, stratagem roll that yeah. I made, which is a 19, oh God. which with my dagger because it's keen, is a crit. You get to carry that around. Oh, that's you. awesome. That yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like when I devise that's a stratagem, I can roll a d20, and if I see like, oh, that's a good roll, I can use it, and if it's not a good roll, I can say like, alright, I'm not gonna attack with that this turn, I'm gonna go do something else. Isn't that awesome? So, yeah. so, so cool. it's basically like the Sherlock Holmes movies where he's like, they're weak right there. Okay, I'm going to hit right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the big thing. If you attack the creature that you devise a stratagem against, you mu- your first attack must use the result of that die. Mm. But in this case, since Jane declared it against the Grey Gardener, if it had been a shit roll, she could have then targeted the big creature. Yeah. And if it's a good roll, she can then target that one. So yeah, with your, your knife, yeah. that automatically counts as a critical. Yes. Amazing. So that'll be, what, your sneak attack damage? Does that count as yes. a d20 crit? Uh... Yeah, that because that is technically a die result crit. That's a card. Let's get them Woo-hoo. cards out so I can get okay, that card. Me, which is good because I need to calculate this damage. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's important because we should do this first because there's a chance it doesn't double your damage and just imparts a really sh- crummy ability. All right, tell me when someone tell me when to stop shuffling, preferably Jane, since it's your crit. Stop. Okay. This is a uh, piercing damage in your dagger, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, is a dagger? Piercing or slashing or just piercing? It's piercing if you throw it mm-hmm. and slashing, slashing if it's melee. Okay, so you can choose to take this card or not. This card will deal normal damage and the target can't heal until it rests for eight hours. Or would you prefer just to take your double damage? Double damage. Yeah, that's what I thought. Good call. All right. Okay. So this doubles your weapon damage, all of your precision damage. Yes. Okay, sounds good. That would be a super brutal crit for a Playing, playing character. Absolutely. That's that's two crit cards that yeah. would really suck yeah. to draw. Yeah. It's it's brutal. So that's 50 points of damage. Okay. Jeez Louise. Uh, and that's assassin number one. So for what it's worth, I'm not going to ask that this be applied, sure. but I did determine that it was lightning bolt that I have stored in the stack. Because <laughs> okay. it has to be a third level or lower uh spell and it has to be no more than two 
uh, actions. actions to cast, so that's Perfect. what it was. So you just hit and also discharge lightning bolt. It does shocking damage and then discharge the lightning bolt. <laughs> that's so cool. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> All right, it's like Valentine. you charge him up for the lightning bolt. <laughs> so that I is your, my staff one your dagger that <laughs> returns to your hand. That's your whole turn? Yeah. Cool. Yep, and it comes back. Whoop. So you crit right into that thing. And uh, Droshar, it's your turn. If I were to move closer to that gardener directly in front of me, do I, uh, since it has reached, is, is that an attack of opportunity? You don't know if this creature has AOOs. That would be in its threatened range, but you don't, you don't know if it has AOOs. Okay. Um, you going to risk it? Just going to stride forward? Now, to be fair, you could also take a step action, which is five foot of movement and never provokes AOOs. Oh, that's what I want to do then. Yeah, so just step forward. That's what they've done a couple of times to get closer to Fox is really... Really abuse the step rule. And then I'm going to use a special ability called Swipe. Oh, shit. Okay. What's that do? Make a wide arching swing. Make a melee strike and compare the attack roll result again to AC of up to two foes, each of whom is within your melee reach. Okay. And are adjacent to each other. This is a two action attack? Yes. Yeah, so I'll basically, I like sweep across both of them. Oh, so you can attack two creatures basically without having to reduce your attack penalty. Correct. Does it in later attacks reduce your attack penalty? Um. I'm wondering. Uh, I don't think you could use... A swipe counts as two attacks for your multiple attack yeah. penalties, so the next time if I had an action, it would be my third. Like third. That's yeah. what I was just checking. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. No, yeah, not, not against the two. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So do I roll just once against their ACs? What does it say? Because I only... Make have. a melee strike and compare the attack roll yes. result to the AC of so two So it's one attack compared against both ACs. That's pretty good. Yeah? What are you rocking over there? I always think these abilities that the fighters have are really cool to sort of choose how they want to bring which dice at which time with which bonuses forward. What do you got? I rolled a 10. Got a 41. 41. So that's going to be a hit on both, a crit on neither. Cool. So go ahead and we'll roll. Take the crit or to take the hit. I think I think it's one damage roll against both. It doesn't specify yeah, individual says, damage. Um, I'll just double check, but I'm pretty sure it's one. Okay. Roll damage die only once and apply it to both. Cool. So you apply that damage against both of them. Yeah. How's everyone feeling in this fight? Feel like it's going your way? Much you better. Bad? It does feel that way, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, 26 against those fellas. The big creature will Jeez. probably explode and kill us all, but... Whatever. Whatever. Feeling good about actually doing damage, though. Yes. Is that. Much better than the last combat. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I appreciate the diversity of combats in this adventure. And then also against that I will one. say that for our characters, this has been a very stressful day. Mm. We started off by day. getting attacked by rocks. Then we went straight into this, pretty much. Buried alive in earthquakes. Buried alive. Two mm. great gardeners and a goo monster. We hung out at a county fair. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. You get <laughs> a farmer's market. Wasn't thing. all bad. You get a farmer's market. Kind of massage. <laughs> massage okay, so this assassin is going to go in on Drosharis. It'll use its instant opening to make you flat-footed, Drosharis. I have a thing. Oh, is it deny advantage? Yes. Now, I believe deny advantage just prevents flanking. You can still be made flat-footed through other things, but I could be wrong. Because this just distracts a creature using a few choice words or gestures, and the creature is flat-footed. It's an ability, not like a status or state that changes it. But what does your ability say? It's not to these. It's flat-footed. I'm not flat-footed to hidden creatures, undetected, or flanking creatures. Yeah, so, so this, this would be this one is an exemption. Through. Yeah, but it, it takes a whole action to do it. You are now flat-footed, and it's going to slice that with that kukri. 
Ooh, okay, feel pretty good about that roll. This is not the one that has the minus one on attacks. And so that's gonna come out to 43 to hit. hit. Is that a crit, maybe? Did I luck out? No. Okay, well. Let's not get too excited. <laughs> Boo. All right, six. So Calm that's down. going to be 14 points of damage. Normal. And let's do some sneak attack damage. Well, those aren't my favorite rolls, but I'll work with that. And that's going to come out to 19 points of sneak attack damage, and then I need a fortitude save from you from the poison. What's it going to be? I love that sound. It's a good sound. <laughs> I feel like I'm 42. Really, yeah, you're fun. I was really excited about this poison, but I don't think it's going to really pop off against It's a nice threat. Like, if it were to hit, it'd be really dangerous. I'm not the guy you want to do it to either. Yeah, I imagine the fighter's <laughs> got great fortitude <laughs> save. You have a 28 fourth save. Yes. All right, so it's going to be the second attack. Um, yeah, that's probably going to be a miss, but I'll try it just to make sure. How do you feel about a 29 to hit? No. Yeah, okay, that's a miss. That's its whole turn. Now it's the other creature's turn. Um, I think it's going to pull out a hand crossbow. Got quick draw. What, yeah. Which one? This is number two that's farther away. It's in the back. Who so, has a minus one to everything, by the that's way? Right. Thanks that's for keeping does. me honest. So it's going to create, it's going to instant opening fox, and then it's going to quick draw its hand crossbow. Uh, well, it's, yeah, quick draw its hand crossbow. It has a minus one to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, to the quick draw, I mean. <laughs> so let's see. It well, just does it a little technically bit worse. that won't work because <laughs> as I said before, a quick draw lets you draw the weapon as a part of attack, but a hand cross possibly would have to be loaded. So uh no, it'll just instant opening and it will then stride forward. It'll take the AOO to yeah. try to get in and strike with that Kukri against that was Fox. The plan. Let's see if you can mess this thing up. Ah, I rolled a two. No. So, okay. 32. Sure. Just assume you don't hit. I'm cool with that. All right, it's gonna attack you with the Kukri. And, jeez, at 31 against flat-footed AC? Nope. Yeah. Get that shit out of here. Fox, <laughs> it's your turn now. <laughs> All right. It's on leash. Let's roll better. Do better. Roll better, Dot. I appreciate that you're taking positive reinforcement for your dice as opposed to negative. Okay, that's better. It worked. Uh, 47. Oh, Damn. my God. That's a crit. Yeah. Nice. Hell yes. So double that damage. That was really good so far. That's really good again. Ooh, uh, okay, I'm at 36. Let's see what's going on. I'm at. <laughs> Don't look at me. I can't help you. 45. <laughs> 58. 58 points of. Holy crap. Damn, Get son. him. Okay. Oh wait. Am I, <laughs> do you double you double your so it's plus eleven. Do I double the plus eleven too? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so sixty-nine. <laughs> That's the best number. It already had sixty-nine points of damage. So it's sixty-nine on sixty-nine. So it's dead, right? No. Oh, not oh. actually at all. Alright. Going again. Uh, what? That's a maybe. That's a What's happening? What's happening? I don't know. What's happening? You all can choose me. 43. <laughs> uh, 43 hits. Okay. You're in charge. <laughs> Look, I was writing down math. I didn't know that he told me the attack 69 number. 69 minus 69 is zero. 
It's we've put on 138 points of damage on it and it's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. 29 damage. That's terrifying. Uh, 29 damage? Yep. Okay. This is the big and eyeball thing? No, no this is no, the little this guy. Is, this oh, is God. Yeah. All right. And I'll stride backwards two steps. Okay. All right. Keeping backing up into that room. It's Watson's turn. Watson will take a five-foot step around the corner here. So, actually, I'd like to... to um, actually... Actually, you can't do that, see, because there is a corner, and to get around the corner, it would take more than one action. That, <laughs> he actually pushed his glasses up, James did, before he said it, so... Like, I, if I'm gonna be That's pedantic. how you know it's legit. So, this is a Starfinder rule that I do like for map movement, and it might be in second edition as well, and I haven't looked it up, but I think the five-foot step isn't around corners because you can't just like directly step through. I think that makes sense. Uh, I don't like it. Because I, I think it makes sense. I think that it yeah, just tactically makes sense that corners, doors and corners, for those of you who've ever read any of the Expanse books, doors and corners are where they get you. In that case, I won't do that. So you can, you can still stride. What I will say is at this point like in combat. around the corner? Yeah, you can still take your full movement. But it would be an AOO. You have not seen anyone take AOOs so far. And Question. Fox has multiple times retreated yeah, from adjacent. I moved from adjacent to at least to the big guy. That's yeah, true. And you just moved yeah. from adjacent from the little guy as well. Yeah, that's I'm true. also not that scared of its poison with a huge yeah. resistance to it. That's so I will stride. Out, man. I will stride around the corner here. It does not do anything. Oh, around the corner that way? Yes. Oh, oh so that is... Yeah, okay. Yep, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> like a five foot you step. You look so scared. No. Oh yeah. Okay. No, I think like well, like that's sort of through its space, but there is a diagonal. But in my mind, just, the diagonal can't be a five foot step. Yeah, so sure. It just takes a little more movement, but you do kind of squirm between it and the corner and get around. And it is now flanked. Yes, it is. And I think, yes, if mm-hmm. go on, you were in that situation. Yes. And you decided to acrobatically get around that corner. Sure. Would that work? One hundred percent. All right. So you can, like, take an acrobatics check to get around? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, if you take the acrobatics check to move through, like, enemy spaces, it oh, would allow see, you to I get see. through. Uh, sort of like movement access blocking yeah. rules. Yeah. Also, another one of those things that's has a much simpler rule in second edition that I appreciate. Just out of curiosity. Go on. Go on. Is it wearing <laughs> metal armor? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You've been wanting to do this game. for so long. So I actually want to talk through a little bit. You want to know a little bit of a of D and D uh, pedantic um actually history? Uh, actually, it's uh, <laughs> the battle it's made of is uh, carbonite, which is not qualified as a metal. So, so it's wearing studded leather armor. So that means there is metal present on it. But part of what I want to bring up is something I found out on the internet through a whole show about pedantic correctness. There is no such thing in real life as studded leather armor. As a matter of fact, the process of like putting metal studs in armor would actually make it hurt you even more. The general agreement is that somewhere along the lines, Gary Gaiax misinterpreted the visual representation of brigandine armor, which is leather armor with plates of metal beneath it that have like metal bolts or what's it called? Like when you can fix leather and metal together with like a rivet. Like a um, rivet. Basically, brigandine is metal plates underneath leather that has rivets through to hold it to it, which would make the leather look like it's studded. 
not a real thing. If you just took like a leather biker jacket and put little metal yeah, yeah. studs all over it, it just means that when you get hit, there are points of metal jutting into you. <laughs> That's called bedazzling. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's most people think that it's probably just a misinterpretation of looking at brigandine armor, which is also in, I think, third edition D&D. But anyway, studded leather exists in this game and it, it does have metal components in so it. So that would count? Yes. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Um... What do you got going on so over there? To, I target th- their armor then? Is that just like a... You target them because they're wearing their armor. Yeah. Actually, oh, wait. There we go. I, I thought you targeted wrong. like an object. Targets one metal item or metal creature. Yeah, So sure. I target their armor. Yeah. They also mean they're also holding metal in their hands, but the armor would be a lot more dangerous because you can't quickly get armor off. Um, you can just drop it like it's hot on the weapon. I don't know if you guys... Kind of have already gathered this, but I cast heat metal. Uh huh. What? On. on its armor. Sure. Uh, I don't see a save here, so I think it just happens. Read through the spell for me, because I also need to know what it does. Oh, if you target an item worn or carried by a creature, then... the heat deals 46 fire and 2d4 persistent fire to the creature, which must attempt a reflex saving throw. There it is. Got it. All right. So, what's that DC for my reflex saving throw? <laughs> I'm guessing it is 37. Yeah, it's, it's your DC, whatever that is. I don't know. In here, I'll have it should have a parentheses next to it. Actually, it doesn't on this one, but it should be that. Lame. Okay. That's what it is on everything else. So this is going to come out to 43. So it'll take half damage. Damn it. How long? What's the duration? Uh, it also takes no persistent fire damage. Sure. What's the duration on this spell? Because I imagine it's not just instantaneous. It could be, though. Uh, it might be. Well, you look into that. Right now, it'll take half damage. Because mm-hmm. there's just persistent fire damage associated with it, which is uh, probably the, the like, sure. duration. Okay. Well, uh, you can look into it. Yeah. Look. So, it is... So, you quickly heat up the studs of metal and its impractical armor. And it looks we'll sweet, though. Some... Yeah, it really does. I remember the third edition illustration, third edition D&D illustrations of studded leather armor looked like biker leathers with just yeah. cool yeah, yeah, like yeah. metal bedazzles in it basically maybe Gygax was like George Lucas and like he has a hard on for fancy cars so they put those in Next. Star Wars mm. whereas he's like I like biker leather in my mind it's biker leather honestly if we make merch we should Gary. make biker leather jackets with like live to die in them and little studs <laughs> The full damage is 15, so it would be 7 damage. With never being that low, I have to imagine the spell has a duration, but I don't know. How much you said? 15? Halved? So that's going to so be 7. seven. Alright. You could probably find the answer on the internet, but we can look into that I mean, later. On success, the creature takes half damage and the object deals no persistent fire damage. Um... But there's no duration at the top of the there's spell. There's not a duration listed. Weird. You know, I, I might archives of Nethys that when it's not your turn, just to double check. We're on it. Oh. I mean, that was a step in two action spell cast, so that's his... Sure. All right, it's now this big creature's turn, and um, it is going to take a five-foot step back from the group. Uh-huh. And so that doesn't so provoke... five-foot. Exactly. Step. Uh, and it then runs away. No... Full turn tails what and coward. runs. So it'll move. It's it'll move fifty feet just directly away. Uh, no. Let's go ahead and actually. Oh, I get stuck on about this giant nasty ship. monster. Just ran just away. Flees through town. Are you kidding me? 
no, like not. through the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mommy, it hurt me. <laughs> uh, it'll take that five foot step away and actually it'll cast a spell. Oh. The monster? Yeah. It didn't run? Five foot step and then a spell. It's not going to run. I wanted it to run. It's such a cool. There doesn't appear to be any duration on heat metal. I think you were right. The persistent would be the duration. Yeah. Fair technically. enough. Technically. All right. So here's the deal. It's going to take that away and it's going to disappear. <laughs> Sorry. All right. That's also what that freaking mask did. Yeah. It just disappeared. Yeah, it did. Well, the mask, tele you would have recognized later, the mask teleported, it dimension doored. This thing just seems to, like, it's just, you can't see it, you can't see, it just disappears from your senses. That's its turn. Valentine, your turn. All right. You've got... Yeah. Valentine um, is going to devise a stratagem against the... Grey Gardener, close to Watson and Fox that she stabbed last time. Yep, do you want to do another recall on it? Yes, please. Plus 29 to that society check. What two things do you want to know? Two things two I want to know. Two things you want to know. Hell yeah. Um, I would like to Who's know... Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> what does your father do for a living? Uh, he was a hamster. <laughs> oh, uh, His mother smelt of elderberries. <laughs> I would like to know what level of Grey Gardener this guy is, like, if there's any way to tell. I mean, you know it's a CR 14 creature, like a challenge rating 14. Okay. So that's 14 hit dice, essentially. Okay, how many hit points does it have left? Does this one have left? Yeah. Oh, God, you're asking for math. Uh, that one has... It's got about a hundred... And you asked for how much is left? Yes. How much is left? Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait, 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 wait. This okay. dude has like. Go on and keep doing your things. Do 180 damage on him. Doesn't have 180 yeah. yet. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I did, did 50 points of damage on it. It has more than 100, but not 150. I did a lot of damage to that dude. And I know. I did too. Man. Okay. He's so it's that. Yeah. It has. God, it has like 130 and change hit points. Piece of 130 shit. and change left? Yeah. Okay, Val. Does it look like the damage we were dealing was getting through? Yeah, these things have a ton right. of hit points. What the hell? Is it healing Beefy. itself? Mm. Val is going to yell, these things are fucking sturdy. We got to go. What and was your, uh, what's your, what's your die result? I'm roll that. Ooh. Sorry, I couldn't hear that. Just about to roll that. Val is not going to <laughs> use that. What is it? Natural seven. Okay. Not going to try to hit this guy. Instead, uh, so let's see, that was all one action. Mm -hmm. So she's going to Drifter's Juke. Yeah. Um, And she's going to move up to the other one behind Oh, because you, you, you can do your whole thing where if you shoot and you then strike it with your, your sword, your sword can reload your pistol for free shit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like there? So I, uh, no, I want to go right up to it, strike it with my dagger as a melee blow, which allows me to, using reloading strike, also reload my pistol. Your pistol's already loaded. Oh, my pistol's already loaded. Turn, okay, so you could cool. shoot it and then stab it to reload your pistol again. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So I'm going to shoot it so I won't move up that close. Uh, going to shoot that guy. Okay. So I'll roll this to here. That's yep. the second time you've moved up and been like, <laughs> poison and all that. Uh, <laughs> this is scary. That's a 40 to hit. That's a hit. 
So Please. then roll your pistol damage. Pistol damage. Pistol damage <laughs> is 18 points of damage. All right. So then I'm going to uh, move up to the other guy. Mm-hmm. And then stab. Now, this will be the result of that atta- of your pre-roll. Oh, if I hit this guy no matter what, it's the, always... The I thought it was fir- just on the first one. The first attack against that creature will always use it. Okay, that's fine. That's going to... Because uh, with stabbing, that's going to be a 37 to hit. Uh, that's still a hit. Okay. And you reload your pistol as a part of And I of will that. reload a pistol as part of that action. That's cool. He's yeah. flat-footed from flanking. Not, Not to, to her. her. Not to her. Yeah. I didn't know if she, like, takes part in yeah. For no. the viewers at home, there's a person to the north and south... And she's Watson to the west. And, throw, and she's to the east. Okay, so since that is the, the strategic strike, uh, oh, yeah, that's that going to be 34 points of damage with the dagger. Jesus. And then right. and my gun is now reloaded, and I'm going to move away to finish off the drifter's jerk. And that's the end. Is it... Can you mix it up in that order, or does it have to be move, attack, move, attack? Or can it be... Because you attack... Move, attack, move, attack, move. That's too many. You just—it's just that you just said five things. I think it's four things for two actions. So I can't move. You could move. I, what does the ability say? Because I can never remember. Step, the exact make order. a strike. Step, make another strike. So okay, so I can't move end. away. Mm-hmm. Is it step or stride? Step. Oh, it is explicitly step. Is that a different thing? Yes. Yeah, step is five. You should do yeah. what you were doing. You're you're still in step. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Okay, that's your whole turn. You got to mess some stuff up and draw Sharis. This uh, gentleman who decided to disappear, mm-hmm. I have blind fight, which means I need to make a DC five flat check to target. Ooh, sure, sick. Before I take my five foot step that direction, can I do that, or do you want me to take the five foot and then do it? So here's the deal: you you don't know where, where or what this creature is. It is undetected. So it's not hidden. It is undetected. You, you don't have, need a successive flat check to target concealed. You're not flat-footed to hidden creatures, and you only need a DC five to target hidden. So this isn't hidden. This is completely undetected. While you're adjacent to an undetected creature of your level or lower, it is only hidden from you. It did take a step oh, away. Oh shit! Oh, it did take a step away. I'll take a five-foot step this way. So it is hidden. Ooh. And what I'll say, this is a unique yes. thing. So the spell it cast is—it's not invisibility. It's disappearance. It's. Hmm. Is anyone here familiar with the, the old like pulp hero, the shadow? No. Oh, it's a real. Never mind. So instead of making itself invisible <laughs> to like to make light bend around it, this is technically a uh, an illusion spell that removes its percep- perception of it from smell, hearing, or seeing. That's cool. And so, like in this case you just subtly notice like the movement of dust on the ground where its feet had displaced and it counts as hidden to you instead of undetected. That's a huge ability. Badass. Shit, yeah. All right. So what are you going to do? Grab it. All right. Failed. Failed? What's the, what would you roll? A three. Oh, Ooh. so you uh, just barely miss its yeah. body. You can try again. Yeah, I'm going to try again. But now you do get multiple attack penalties on your uh, grabs. Why so. are you biting me? Yeah. Old man biting from under a veil. What do you got? What do you got? What's that? Fail. Oh, another fail. Oh. Oh, Damn. It's rough. That's your whole turn. It's the assassin's turn. We've got the assassin over there next to all of you. Uh, Valentine, I think after you, you're like that, 
I have to imagine, like, that's a super cool thing to see. You, like, step, shoot, step, stab, and as a part of the stab, reload. It's looking at you like, oh, shit. So it's going to use its create opening to make you flat-footed. Then it's going to strike out at you. What does flat-footed do to me? Uh, minus two to your AC. Just completely rolled off the table. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be a 40 to hit. That hits. All right, so I'm going to do a little bit of damage to you. So that's going to be six, 17 points of damage normal, and then sneak attack damage. Well, it's not a great roll. It's five, that's eight. That's better. That's gonna be 16 points of sneak attack damage and then give me a fortitude saving throw. All right. Do, do, do. Oh, I think I'm fine. Yeah, what'd you get? Uh, It's a 42 on the fortitude. Oh yeah, you're, you're ridiculously fine. Uh, it's gonna follow up with another attack on you against your flat-footed AC. Oh, that's actually a pretty good roll, given that it's got a pretty big penalty on this to hit. So that's going to be... That'll pop up to 30... 39 to hit. That hit. All right, so same dance we're going to go through. That's 5... 11, uh, 13 points of normal... Uh, 13 points of damage. And then a sneak attack is going to be... 16... 18... 23 points of sneak attack damage. Okay. And that's its whole turn. Rude. Just kind of snarls at you. Hmm. You vain, you foolish to stand. Oh, wait, sorry, French. You are making a mistake to stand against us. Get out of our way. Stop helping this woman. Uh, it's the other assassin's turn that's over there near Drosharis now. It's going to spend an action to uh, make you flat footed. And this is the one that has a minus one on the attack, as Jane keeps reminding me. Thank you for that. You're welcome. It's flat foot, natural one. God, that's yeah. wonderful. Also, with a minus one, it is a zero. That's. Uh, <laughs> I think that means it automatically dies. It oh does. no! It just oh, dies. Sucks, man. Man. Sorry. All right. So here we go. This is a melee attack. Broken haft. Your weapon's current hit points are reduced to its broken threshold. So. It is an unusable weapon now. That is adorable. It literally attacks you and breaks its weapon on your armor. Hell <laughs> Wait, yeah. What kind of armor are you wearing? It's magical. Is it Let studded leather as well? Chainmail. I have, I have okay. chainmail. So it breaks its kukri on your chainmail. Um, shit. Dro is just like, heh <laughs> uh, So it'll now that take... That was very cute. It'll take a five <laughs> foot step back. That's that's its whole turn. Did your grandmother give you that blade? <laughs> that makes me yes, sad. This was for my birthday. <laughs> oh no, I'm really sad. <laughs> it was my birthday. I mean, look, he can always just run. <laughs> All right, Fox, it's your turn. All right, stepping up and attacking Broken Blade. No, I'll attack the other one. It's got a broken blade. What's it going to do? Yeah, while you're working through that, I'm just going to give a shout out back to Jane to say thanks for talking through all those ridiculous gunslinger abilities because I couldn't remember what they do. Fine, it's so confusing. Uh, all right. 44. Yeah, that's a hit. All right. Um, and as a matter of fact, I, you are flanking it, but that doesn't make... Wait, 44? Yeah. Because you are flanking on an angle yes. back there with Watson, that's a crit. That's right. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Now my math has completely changed. That's a fine, that's fine. You can just roll damage per normal and double the total. You don't have to roll it all out if you don't want to. I'm okay with you doing either method. Okay. Well, that's... Uh, that's more math. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's uh, 64. 60. Jesus. 
Okay, that's a lot of damage. So we'll put that on there. Carry the two. It's not looking good. What are you doing now? Anything different? Than that? No, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna get after him. Eh, no, that's a that's a twenty-eight. Ah, that's a miss. I appreciate you reading it out though. So that's a that's a full turn because you moved attack attack. Yep. Watson, it's your turn. You are flanking this thing with uh with Fox. I am. He's going to spend an action to use overwhelming energy. God, we're going so long on this episode, but I really want to it's finish okay. this fight. Oh yeah. We're going long. We're going long. Uh the spell ignores 16 points of the target's resistance to acid, cold, electricity, fire, or sonic. So far these things haven't seemed to have resistance, but I appreciate Fair that. Fair enough, just just in case. Yep. Uh, let's go with Shocking Grasp. Oh, okay. Ooh. The target is wearing metal armor, yes? Whoa. Yes, as established. <laughs> uh, so there is a, let's see, plus one to the, um, to the attack roll. Yep. And it's flanked, so its AC is lower. I have its AC set up. It's not a great roll, but you are flanking. What do you got going on here, Trenton? That is a... Ooh. 33, 34. Mm-hmm. That hits because of flanking. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> it's like 33. Oh, 34. That's the line. It's <laughs> AC 36. <laughs> so that's literally exactly on because of that, because of because of the small metal studs with leather armor. <laughs> <gonna be> bedazzled. <laughs> bedazzled uh, bikers leathers. <laughs> it is a simple 1D4, however. However. Is this However, a cantrip? Uh, no, it's just a level one spell. Oh, okay. Oh, no, wait. Just kidding. That's a 2d12. Oh. That's significantly higher. Yeah. Uh, but it does take 1d4 persistent All right, I'll put that electricity on damage. That doesn't happen immediately. That's over time. Fair enough. All right. Okay, so it's going to be 2d12 plus anything? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it was simply the 2d12. All right, it is 14 damage. damage. That's pretty good. Plus 1d4 persistent electricity. This thing is not looking great. All right, is that your whole turn, Watson? It is. Or, oh, because you spent the action to metamagic it up. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, invisible disappeared thing's turn is going to, now it's just going to hightail and run. Um, gets out of Would there. I be able to de- take an attack of opportunity with a DC5 flat check? Yeah, I feel like, I actually don't know the ruling, so I'm going to allow it for now. Yeah, I can. I might regret that in a second, but let's see. That's a 14 for the flat check. Okay, so that's a hit. And a... It's 11. Is that total gonna be as this giant creature runs away? Yeah, 38. Uh, that is going to be a hit. Or, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a hit, actually, dead on. Whoa. 24. Okay. Doesn't It doesn't suddenly appear dead. You, yeah. you can still... You don't hear the sound of it running away because it's disappeared, but it's uh, it's gone. Okay, so that means it's Valentine's turn. Okay. So my gun is reloaded. Yep. Right up next to this guy who's talking shit. And on your on your gunslinger's thing again, does it specify you have the order in which you shoot or stab, or can you flip that? Because I already forgot again. We may have messed that up too. I cannot. It's such a complicated ability. What does it say? Step, make a strike. Step, make another strike. Oh, okay, click perfect. on it though, just to be sure. 
It may say like you can interchange one these. strike must be with a firearm or crossbow. Like one has to be a range and one has to be a melee. Perfect. Oh, so you so you you can do it in either order that you want. That makes sense. It appears so as long as one is ranged and one is melee. One yeah. strike is ranged. One strike. Is you can also choose not to take the steps. Cool. Right. They're not compulsory. Right. Step to the left. Yeah. Shoot to the right. Shoot to the right. <laughs> Reload now. Uh. Okay. I am going to devise a stratagem against this Go guy. On. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll knowledge. Which are you devising against? The close one or the far one? The close one. Cool. It's the one right you're all stuck in. Just for the listeners, like it's sort of a small mosh pit around this one assassin. Yeah. Yeah, the other guy is really getting left out of this, but... The uh, one who has a broken kukri. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stand back here and cry. <laughs> yeah. That's not like so me this. I'm going to devise a stratagem against this guy. Roll the knowledge. It's a plus 29. Okay. Uh, you'll get one piece of information. Uh, my piece of information that I would like to know... Who does number two work for? <laughs> <laughs> is that your attack roll? Yeah, it is. I already have it. I am I got too excited about what I rolled on this uh, to think about what I wanted to ask you. God. Uh, yeah, I can see it from over here. It's a really high number. It is. Don't uh, forget, you have a bullshit crit option yeah, with your I pistol know, as well. I know. It's bullshit, oh, man. A bullshit crit option. <laughs> uh, Gunslingers. Yeah. yeah, you know. I shouldn't be like offering you on this. Like, don't forget you have this ability to help kill me faster. <laughs> is your, wait, is your gun keen? My too? gun is not keen. So no. this is just a crit oh. on my... Anyway, I would like but to know may... how many hit points it has left. Well, what I'll say is it's not a free crit, but like with a roll that high, it's probably going to be a crit against it. So that's that's the fun risk for you. of like. Actually, I did already tell you exactly what its AC is. Its AC is 36, oh, 36. this one. Okay. So and if I get that. 10 higher on yeah, to you hit? Yeah, 46, it's a crit. Okay. So we're like, the investigator is interesting is if you could just like math crunch, you can yeah. pick how you want hits to land. Which is clearly our strong suit, math yeah, t- Obviously, that's why I chose this class. <laughs> right. uh, so this creature's hit points remaining is 28. Okay, 28 hit points remaining. So... Looking at this guy who is saying I'm a fool for trying to help this woman, I sure. am going to say, buddy, I'm going to fuck your day up. You are going to, <laughs> you're going to blow his fucking head off. Is what you're gonna do. Yeah, 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 because uh, surprise, surprise, I rolled a 19 yeah. and I am going to use that to shoot him in the face. With a pistol. With a pistol, Which with has... my critical strategic strike, because that is, a crit. I imagine, a 48 to hit. Yeah. Okay. And so what pistols have, is it deadly? Which adds it's, a die of a D10 and yeah, converts D10. all of the dice to D10s except yep. for your sneak attack damage. Yes. So that is 7D10 uh, yep. plus 8D6 for yep. a total of 84 damage. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to describe that visually? <laughs> yeah. So I get up like close to this guy after my <clears throat> last turn and he goes, get out of our way. You're a fool for helping us or whatever stupid stuff he's saying. <laughs> and I just say, buddy, I'm going to fuck your day up and shoot him in the face and then like throw him to the ground and then turn around because I'm still in the middle of my drifter's juke. Yep. Take a step over to this guy and throw my dagger at him. All right. So that's that's not a melee strike, so you won't get the free reload. Oh, yeah. But you can still chuck your dagger at that poor sap. Actually, I do have to go all the way over to him yeah. to make the strike for drifter's juke because it has to be a melee strike. Ah, uh, okay. So, so I will go all it. the way up to him. Well, no, because a step is just five feet. Just five feet. Okay, so you just get closer fine. and you can't attack, but it was a good setup. But I will attack him next round. Nice. God. 
actually, I like to think that because I was stabbing that guy earlier, he didn't know I have a gun. So he's like, you're a fool because I stabbed him. And then I just come up and I grab him and just shoot him in the face. <laughs> that is some cap. That is some Pulp Fiction action. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. in this room. It's like the guy in the bathroom in Pulp yeah. Fiction. Yeah. Just you paint the wall. All right, Drew, it's your turn. You got one gray gardener left up against the wall over there. I'm going to try to intimidate him. Okay. Here we just, go. Just for fun. Sure. Just for funsies. Crack With his broken blade. 37. Against its will, DC. That's a success. So it's frightened one, okay. which is like a minus one on everything. So you step up to this poor sap, broken and then I'm weapon. Swing at him. Okay. Mm. What's that to hit? 40. Jeez. It's probably not a very high roll for you, is it? That's a 13. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, not it's a crit, second though. attack. Yeah, oh. So. Why is it a second attack? I don't know. Did I not do another attack? No. All right. Well, then it's 42. Wait, how is it only two higher? Oh, I rolled a 13. That's right. So it's going to be 44. 44. Oh, oh, you just barely miss a crit. Okay. But you do hit it for sure. All right. So that was my first, that, so step, swing. So intimidate, step, swing. That's intimidate, your whole Intimidate, step, swing. But intimidate does not count against multiple attack penalty. That's correct. This guy is very That's dead. Correct. Just going to pull him off. Technically, he does have persistent damage from uh, what you did, Trent. He's just like <laughs> jerking <laughs> In the rock where that guy's foot's moving and Nicolas Cage is like, can we make that stop? <laughs> uh, all right. So this thing has a broken kukri. Oh, God. Um, I think it's going to take... I mean, I have to take so many step actions to get away, but it's going to do it. So it'll take a step action diagonally to there, and then a step action back to there, and then run. So that's 25 feet, five spaces. And it can't diagonal around the corner. So it runs out the door into the street, just like darting away. Oh, no. Which uh, would be a pretty weird sight for anyone in the trend to see... A yeah, great gardener let's, running. Let's kill a great gardener in public, guys. Hey, Fox, it's <laughs> your turn. Seems like a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm chasing that fool at the door. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So I got to take two move actions. Stick Just it up chasing there. this thing down. Do you Get want me to be right up on him. Directly next to Oh, so you can AOO as he runs away. Yep. All right. Precisely. And we will attack. That is a 43. This thing is still, okay, frightened degrades at the end of its turn, so it's not frightened anymore, but a 43 is definitely a hit. Okay, that is. Rolling some damage on this thing, though. 26. 26 points of damage. It's not looking good. I uh, I want to talk for a second, because we'll have this up. If you kind of look into our social media accounts, we have some art of the different characters, and your character looks, honestly, has like some of the art we got commissioned, has some serious main character vibes. Yeah, yeah. And so I can just see that cloak just billowing out in the wind behind you as you're rushing. Like, you are a powerfully built character. That's like, you are, I think you're describing, like, super athletic, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're just, what, how tall is your character, too? Yeah, like 6'4". Like yeah, so you you are huge and just chasing this person down, polearm out, and just bringing it down on its back for all the public to see you just openly. Are there, like, people out there? Can we talk about that? Like, are there people on the street? What's going on? You can't see out in the street right now, but if there are people, they're watching this man publicly attacking a gray gardener. And 
I think he would say, Behold your gray gardeners. Oh, God. What a farce. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. Watson, it's your turn. Oh, this is going to make this party so <laughs> awkward. The dynamic of this, the situation. I can't see out into the street here. You just have like a small window. Like if you look at your angle, you'll have a glimpse into the street. Say if I were to cast something out here, would I be able to? Sure. Watson casts his hand across in front of him mm-hmm. and a wall of wind. Yeah. That oh, is God. 60 feet long in front of him appears. It is difficult terrain. So you put a whole wall of wind up in front of this creature. Nice. I imagine there's also a little bit of visual obscurity. So they just see this eagle knight sprint out into the street, cloak flapping, especially with the wind now whipping around you. <laughs> yeah. And your polearm has like a like a sort of tassel, a ribbon yeah, on it yeah, too. Like a, like a, yeah, like some sort of bandana or something I like, like that. I like to imagine that the same dude that was walking past the farmer's union earlier <laughs> is like walking down, it's like, God, <laughs> What's going what is on going today? on today? I am having the weirdest day. I do think the I'm wind is back probably... To the Midwest. This is tough. Probably making your cape, like, flap even oh, yeah. more violently. He's got long hair, too. It's, like, probably, like, just blowing. Everyone's watching. It's the only sound now is the cape flapping. Well, there's just this roar of wind, so... That means sort of can, like in the games, there's six seconds of visibility. The public sees it before this wall of wind just starts obscuring it. Because I imagine it's like not, not that they can't see, but it's hard to pick out details. So there's six seconds of you publicly seen striking and speaking against the Grey Gardeners. I'm glad I didn't have like a long speech. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Valentine, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, How far away is that thing? 5, 10, 15, 20... For no reason like at all. Five or fifty, I think. What does quickened do? Oh shit! Mm. Uh, Asking for a friend. Um, what's this on? Well, tell me what quickened does, and I'll tell you. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't perfectly remember, but I believe it gives you the effects of haste. Which means I can move double? Uh, no, that's for... Uh, ha- extra action. Yeah, haste gives action. you an additional action that must be used to either move or yeah, attack. Stride or... Sick. So, uh, Valentine is a very well-dressed lady. I would just like to establish that right oh, now. Oh, God. She's got, like, really nice clothes, a really dope cloak, and some shiny boots. Oh, and yeah. as this guy Tell runs away, she clicks together the heels of her shiny boots and she takes off running. So she is going to run all the way up to him with her boots of speed. Oh, yeah. Because well, she is now quickened cool. for one minute. Yeah. So that means that she can take, I get, and it says I can take an extra stride, climb, swim. Oh, okay. That's what it or, means. Uh, well, that's like in addition to quickened. I can Are use sure? an extra action to stride, climb, or swim. Uh, I must still attempt an athletics check for climb or swim. I'll have to check because you, that, you that gain might... an action. Okay, yeah. so it's, it's basically it's, it's like partial haste. It's not full haste, but you gain an extra action that you can stride with and extra movement. Extra what's, movement. What is basically? your movement speed? As My well? movement speed is thirty feet. Nice. Yeah, because it also just in general all the time those boots give me an extra plus five of movement. Oh, that's super so, cool. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, so you haul. And when up I there activate them by action. clicking the heels together, I get that extra action too. So now you're run. up. You catch. So you catch all the way up, and yes. you still have three actions left. Still have three actions left. Is it like a click of the heels, or is it like a, a like a click of the heels? Like you know, like Obviously, yeah. it's a jumping <laughs> click. Yeah, okay. Like, like a leprechaun would do. Clearly, yeah. the click happens midair. <laughs> Some or river, it doesn't some work. Dance, right? <laughs> Hooray! Uh, yeah, I didn't really think about what I was going to do when I got up here, though. <laughs> okay, now that I can see out, do I see people around? 
So there are some people in the streets around. Uh, I think there's probably, you see a, like about a handful of people in the street around here. A handful but of people. That wall of wind is now granting some visual obfuscation. I will say that the spell does say, though it does distort the air, it does not hamper sight. Yeah, so but it could be kicking up dust that does. Yeah. Yeah. So like, in my mind, like they can clearly see there is a woman, there's a like purple skinned cre- you know, like tiefling there, and this person, but like specific facial features would be hard to make out. Yeah. What if I just say to Fox, like, let's drag him back inside? <laughs> you certainly could. You got three actions left. What do you want to do? Uh, not looking healthy. Not looking healthy. Okay, I do want to. I would like to just devise a stratagem. Sure. Go ahead and roll that society check for you if you assess the situation. You'll get one piece of information about him. Okay. Uh, plus, can I get one piece of information? Yep. How many hit points does he have left? Uh, you're rocking 44. 44 hit points left. Yeah. Uh. You have two actions. Lift. Yeah. What it like? Can I do I? Is that grapple? Like, if I want to just try to drag him back inside to so, where people can't see us, grapple so, check. That's going to be really difficult. So push is what allows you to move an enemy, and that's basically success is five feet. So even with two successes, you could move it 10 feet. You can't, once you've grabbed someone, you cannot necessarily intrinsically drag them. That's a different athletics check but to shove them. can you keep them from moving? Yeah, someone who is grabbed yeah. will not, uh, what's it called? They, they will not be able to move away unless they break the grab, which they can do with actions on their turn. Okay, so since I devised a stratagem, okay, I rolled that. Uh... All right, I think I'm going to... So I have two actions left. Yep. So I think I'm going to try to, like, grab and hold this guy. Now, you have a weapon in each hand, so you would have to drop one of your weapons to the ground. Drop your returning dagger. And it'll just come back. And then you can just <laughs> have it come back when you're ready. Because you only need one hand to grab. Yeah. Or is that because I have a feet? No, you only need one oh, hand yeah, to grab. That's, that's right. Uh, I'm going to drop... I will drop the... I can't remember if I reloaded the gun last time or you not. You did. Okay, I am going to drop the dagger. Oh, no, you did not reload I did not the gun. reload it. I'm, gonna, I'm going to drop the gun. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to grab this guy so he can't go anywhere else or attempt to. So give me an athletics check. An athletics check. Where's athletics? Isn't there skills? Ah, yes. Do I have to use my stratagem roll for that? Is this technically my attack? What does stratagem say? Does it say a strike? So many rules. Yeah. Yes, to strike striking yes, them so with it, striking them this round with agile or finesse weapons uses this roll. Ah, so I this is not explicitly a weapon, so it will not use that roll. Okay, so I'll use a different roll, but I'll remember what that roll was. It was a twelve. Okay. Okay. So that's thirty-five to hold this guy. Sure. So that is going to be a success. You do grapple him. Okay. Grab him with one hand. Grapple grab him. Close. And uh, then I'm also, so my stratagem roll against him was a 12. Yes. So I'm going to use that to try to stab him in the back while I grab him. All right. So you grab him. Now, here's the thing. This is your second attack. So it will have a minus four penalty yeah. because of the dagger. is agile. So it's minus four, not minus five. Yeah. So it's so 12. So it's a 38 to stab him in the back. That hits. Okay. Excellent. God. There's so much going on right now. This is the most stressed I've ever been. <laughs> this is a super interesting like look, though. Yeah. If, if people can see this and just see him like grabbed and stabbed. I'm, well, that's why she was going for the back, because hopefully it could just be like a, 
she's grabbing him and also like sliding that dagger in so maybe it's not super obvious. Uh, Let's talk uh, about facing in Pathfinder. <laughs> 17 <laughs> points of damage to this guy and as a last little... Oh, wait, only 17? Well, it's just the dagger. Or I guess that was the stratagem. Yeah, yeah so you it was your strategic damage. strike. Okay. Uh, just kidding. Roll back the tape. Uh, that's 24 points of damage. Ooh, okay. And well. as like a free action, she's just going to say to Fox, we have to get this guy back inside. All right. So it is now Dro Sharis' turn. I don't know how many people are going to like this. The <laughs> okay. But I'm going to cast Obscuring Mist. Oh, so... 120 oh. feet of mist surrounding. I'm going to center it on the group of people. Okay, and that just conceals, correct? It conceals. Got that. So that's two actions? One? Three. Three? All right. So what's the, it, does it just look like normal mist? Is it darker, uh, inky? Is it bright you know red? Yeah, it's going to look uh, kind of blackish, greenish color. Ooh, blackish green. Weirdly greenish. just starts emanating yeah. out there. Fox, it's your turn. Like an army green, like that yeah. kind of muddy green. Yeah. That olive drab. Okay. How to get this guy inside? Because I've already got I'm him sorry, grabbed. It's a 20 foot burst to range 120. I don't know yeah. what I can so, do, though, from there. Grab him and drag him back in. Kill him. Can we drag him together? Yeah. Like, is there some... Drag his dead body Because <laughs> I realize that, like, rules-wise, there uh-huh. is this might be complicated, but, sure. like, in real life, if you and another person are chasing someone down and you both grab them and drag them back, like, that should be doable. It, it is. So these are six-second increments. So three successful checks in six seconds, you could drag someone who's fighting with their life 15 feet. Which is inside. That's all we need. But that would be... But he's way easier to drag... When he's unconscious. <laughs> when he's dead. Uh, and now no one can see you brutally yeah, murdered. That's true. Guy. So we should just bash him. Does a 37 yes. hit? That'll hit, but you have to make a DC 5 flat check through concealment. What's that going to be? Oh, turn it in the hero patch. Turn Does it, it help patch. that I have the guy grappled? Uh, his AC is lower. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Nice. Zero. That's a hit. Okay. Damage. Dead. I believe he has, what, 20 hit points left? Uh, yes, exactly. I was mathing it out. Yeah. Uh, I do more than that. I do 27. So talk me through this scene. Uh, she's like, let's get him inside. And I think he like looks at the gray gardener and sees all the mist. Yeah. The mist starts coming up. And I think he just, he, he detests these gray gardeners. And I think he considers for a moment, like trying going to bludgeon them mm-hmm. and instead just sticks them right through the through the side mm-hmm. like right mm-hmm. under the ribs just kind of like Jesus kind of kind of slow even just like, <laughs> uh, pushing it in uh-huh. until he's lifeless and then he says you can bring him inside now and Val's like oh, okay but I still need you to help me <laughs> still heavy and so he walks really away. fucking heavy you drag him back inside you shut the remnants of the door behind you and you start to hear people outside you can hear the murmur of voices and what they say. We'll get to that next episode. No. Oh. We're going to have to track all these people down. The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.